Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, who is hosting a game night at The Whistler this Sunday, the 12th at 6 p.m. in Chicago. It's almost Valentine's Day. Come play games with us and don't touch anybody. Leave room for Jesus. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Woof. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. That's actually a really good title for this. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. We got an incredible question in our asshole uh, last week, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Microaggressions, backhanded compliments, that sort of thing. But before we dive in, Jen. Yes. How was your weekend? I think there was a f- the big game this Sunday. Oh, right. And I had friends over. Yes. Who were watching football, which I don't do not do, mm-hmm. but I was watching them watch football, which was fun for me. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching them enjoy the sports, and I ate so many chips that I gave myself a stomach ache. So overall, pretty good weekend. How about you? I really just you know slept the whole weekend so I'll tell you about a dream I had Uh, (laughs) so I had a dream that I had a gigantic golden bear friend how big was it big like big enough that you could ride but I would here's the Mm -hmm. thing though I would not ride the bear because I decided that riding the bear like a horse would be disrespectful so I I even told the bear I was like I will not do this was the bear talking bear not all the time okay as I was going through this dream the world was slowly becoming zombies so anyway I have me and my squad of zombie curists and uh, we're jumping over a fucking canyon in the midst of jumping over the canyon. And the bear turns to me because now the bear is talking at this point okay. in the dream. And the bear is like, you know, we could go a lot faster if you just rode me like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I know you're right. I didn't want to do that because I felt like it'd be disrespectful. And the bear is like, I think now is the time. We're jumping over a canyon. Like we're trying to get away from <laughs> these zombies. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I'll do it. So I get on the bear's <laughs> back. <laughs> I get on the bear's back. Did you have reins? Was there a saddle? Bareback bear. (laughs) (laughs) We're running, we're running. And my face is in the bear's golden, beautiful fur. And I'm very calm. And then I wake up. I know where this is going. And in my arms is my golden disaster, my orange tabby cat. Yep. And my face is mashed in his forehead. And I was like, you were the bear all along. Oh, you were smoking the good stuff before bed, weren't you? Yes, always. (laughs) But I love my beautiful golden bear, even though he's terrible. And uh, one of the things I did this weekend was clean my couch because he mushed his dirty butthole all over the chaise lounge. Oh. Yeah, I tried to say that French like it didn't work out. That wasn't what I was. <laughs> that wasn't why I made a disgusted oh, noise. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Seventy percent of pet ownership is just like getting used to having a butthole in your face. Jen. Yes. That brings us to today's question. How the hell are you going to pull this one off? So about 70% of friendship is dealing with their butthole tendencies and deciding whether or not you forgive them for it. Oh, wow. 70%? That's a, um, that's a high number. You know, not maybe not 70%. Every friend is human, other than your giant bear friends that you could ride like a horse, but you won't because it's disrespectful. Right, right. But sometimes okay. we have to deal with our friends' butthole tendencies. How about that? Butthole tendencies. Yeah. And today we're going to talk all about butthole tendencies, like microaggressions and backhanded compliments. Let's get into it. I'm part of a marginalized community. 
In the past, I've had people attempt to compliment me in a manner that is either inappropriate or downright offensive to my community. How can I communicate to them that even though they think they're giving me a compliment, statements like that are also an erasure of my identity and they don't make me feel supported, preferably in a way that doesn't make the rest of the conversation awkward? We absolutely cannot speak on behalf of every marginalized community. And there was actually a point where we considered bringing in guest hosts to talk about their experience in marginalized communities. But then we were like, that's an enormous responsibility to give anybody. Come on our show and speak about your entire community and speak and stand up for every single person. Right. Trin and I went out for whiskey last night. We did. I was for a gin. Jen was the whiskey, which is very us. Yeah. Oh, it totally is. It is. Yeah. I had a couple whiskey sours. And Trin had like half a gin and tonic. We were silly. Actually, I wouldn't say we were silly, but we got into some deep conversations. Yes. Especially with surrounding this question. And we were like, I was like, I don't know, Trin, should we take this on? And Trin convinced me because all we can do is answer this with our own experiences, with our understanding that we do have limited experiences uh, and that we did not want to put the burden of answering this onto somebody else. And also, there's no way we could cover every intersection of marginalized communities. Um, there's no way that we could have somebody speak for every marginalized community if we even wanted to put that responsibility on somebody. Right. Um, so what we'd like to do is we're going to keep this general enough that we're going to give you steps to go through and decide how you want to act based on what's happening in the situation. These aren't really compliments. These are things that are called microaggressions. Uh, and if you're not quite sure what we're talking about, here are some real life examples from our lives or the lives of our friends. Um, all of these examples are firsthand or secondhand accounts. So these things happened. Either our friends came to us and were like, I can't believe what happened to me today, or they literally happened to us. Some of these might be hurtful if you belong to any of these communities, and feel free to skip ahead maybe a minute and a half while we list them off, because obviously you know what we're talking about. These are for the people that do not. Right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Do you want to start? She's so hot. Are you sure she's a scientist? So if you do end up having kids, you would be okay with your male partner staying home with them? I'm so impressed you'd actually be okay with that. You're so pretty. I would never be able to tell you are trans. You have such beautiful, exotic, foreign-looking skin. Oh, my God. They made my skin crawl. It made my, my white, white skin crawl. Your blazing whiteness. My blazing whiteness. Oh, this is, I'm just going to call this out. These next two are from me specifically, so I would like to read both of them. Okay. I'm surprised you're bisexual. Your relationship is so healthy. Uh, you're not really bisexual. I mean, you're married to a dude, so you're basically normal. Normal. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Here's a good one. Trin, you're cool like a guy, but cute like a girl. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, here's one. Uh, a friend was recently told to smile as she was walking down the street, and dudes defended the action by saying, he was just flirting with you. It's because you have a pretty smile. It's so weird. It's like, where where on the internet are these men? Like, have they not been on Twitter? Like, do they not know all of the think pieces we've written about this? They don't read them. That's so... They, they're not on Twitter. They don't read them. I get it. It's like, I, I want to, like, talk about this stuff, and I know the people who will read it are women <laughs> right i know i know it's like right. how do you reach these shitheads we'll get into that i have one more that was told to me by a friend uh you're black but not like black black you don't seem like someone who would want kids because you're like so independent that was told to me i hate this i do want kids and i am independent it's like why are those mutually exclusive ideas 
Bruh. I need like a shower. I have one more. These I have one more. Okay, well, let me take it. Okay, all right. Go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a friend who was at, I believe, a uh, like coworker happy hour type of situation. They went to a very famous whiskey bar in Chicago, and a man said to my friend, "I'm really surprised you drink whiskey." This is a woman who's like in her late twenties, by the way. I was really surprised you drink whiskey, and she was like, "Because I'm a woman, or because I'm Asian." All right. Okay. Oh, you can keep. You can come back now if you turn. If you turn the volume back, down. Come back to us. Welcome home. We just gendered whiskey and went over a few of our least favorite memories for the class. <laughs> so let's start off by discussing intentions. So there are situations in life where intentions are enough. So here's an example of good intentions actually mattering. So like, let's just say my friend was at a rock fair for geologists and they came across a really cool rock and they wanted to buy the rock for me, but they didn't have enough cash on them. So they sent me a picture of the rock. This actually has never happened to me, but it I wish it did. It sounds so specific Doesn't that I was sure real? it happened. No, I'm making it all up. Wow, you're, you're, those improv classes are really working out Thanks, for you, Trent. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. <laughs> So, so say my friend sent me this picture of this rock that they couldn't afford to buy me, but it made me, it made them think of me while I wasn't on their mind previously. Like, that's very sweet. Like, this rocks like you. That's perfect, Jen. And also, you know how I feel about cool rocks. You love rocks. I do love rocks. So for that, I would be like, that's super kind. How cool of you to think of me in that time. And like, you don't need to buy me a rock, but like the thought absolutely counts. So like when we're thinking about these compliments, these microaggressions, it's people intending so much to be kind but because of their internalized attitudes their misogyny transphobia what have you it doesn't come out quite right and it's not even that it doesn't come out quite right it's warped into something entirely different so they thought something they thought was nice and then society puts the shitty instagram filter on the nice thing and warps it into a microaggression so the contrast is up too high. The highlights are really low. It's just, it's bad. It's a bad, bad thing. Yes. It's become bad. It's an anti-compliment. It is an insult. It's an insult. I mean, because it's not just an insult to you. It's an insult to the people that you feel you belong to. And like, that's, I would love it if from here on out, we never refer to these words as compliments. Because that's not what they are anymore. That would be great. Let's do it. Personal policy. I got to put this in there. It is not a compliment if you're putting down someone else. Ever. Ever. Oh, like uh, the whole like you're not like other girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're you're funny for a girl. Right. Wow. Thank you. You just insulted an entire gender, you shithead. Literally half the planet and many of my friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. So we're not going to call them compliments anymore. What are we going to call them? Microaggressions. I think microaggressions is Let's the way do to that. do it. Yeah. Because from the context of the question, uh, this person is really specific in that they do not feel that this person intended to be insulting. Yeah, that's true recognize that microaggressions are hurtful. The word micro is in there, but that doesn't mean it's a small thing. What it means is that it's one little bit of a big problem. People who receive microaggressions, they're not just getting one. They're getting them all day long. It piles up. It starts to make you feel bad. It starts to make you think, am I a bisexual woman to my friends or am I me? So it's it's hurtful and it sucks. So like whenever we say micro, please don't think that that means that the problem is small. I've always put the word microaggression alongside the word, like the definition of every day. Yeah. Imagine them people hearing these every single day. Right. That's how common they are. It's a part of the fabric of people's lives. So we've kind of covered the, the statements like that are erasure of my identity and they don't make me feel supported. So uh, we understand what the effect is. 
Now, how do we talk about these things in a way that doesn't make the rest of the conversation awkward? I mean, tell you something, there's no way. Yeah, we don't live in that world yet. But I would like moving forward from here, if it's possible, and I know this is hard, whatever awkwardness ensues from these conversations, you don't own that awkwardness. You don't own how they react to this because they made the awkward interaction. You did not. It is not your responsibility to make it not awkward, to make it not feel weird or to make them feel better. Right. It's like somebody threw a drink in your face and you have to pretend you're dry. Does that make any sense? I think so. It's not an, it's not an onus on you to fix the situation. Right. People on the receiving end of microaggressions feel like they have to brush them under the table or else they'll, they'll look bad or look awkward, which I totally understand and is a problem. However, the bad thing was not said by you. The bad thing was not said by you. The bad thing was not said by you. The first thing to deal with after we think about intention is the effect. Because the effect is that no matter who you're talking to, you are now aware entirely and you cannot unknow this that they have some internalized bad shit that they need to work on so it may not be quote unquote their fault that they were raised this way or society made them this way but it is their fault that they never identified and worked on it they have not done a good enough job yet are they suddenly a shitty person i mean like maybe um if we're talking on the level of an acquaintance that you'll never see again or something like that you don't have to make nice with them like you can just say that was bad. <laughs> the difference for me is like if it's friendships, you may be willing to put in the work here. Right. And you may be putting the work and the time and the effort into take on the job of explaining why what they said is shitty. Because here's the thing. It is work. It is. You might have to go down to like, I don't know, feminism 101. Right. Which like you're not going to want to do that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to have to explain feminism 101 to somebody who said a sexist comment. And you have to think, how am I going to convince them? I'm going to make these people understand what they said is shitty. And it might take a lot of your energy and it might end badly. Yeah. And then that's what you have to decide. Like, what's worth it? Which fight is worth having? Is it worth continuing to be friends with this person now that you know that you may be in the position to be hurt again being around them? And that is very much up to you. I mean, unless it's coworkers. So for the coworker situation. Or, or a boss or something. Work is a tough situation here. I want to briefly address coworkers because I don't think that's what it is. Uh, and also, Jen and I have not been in, in a uh, normal working situation. For a while. A long time. Almost four or five years we have been uh, very lucky to work where we work. I remember a, a microaggression that I was given when I worked as a waitress. Um, and my boss found out that I was bisexual. And there was another bisexual woman who worked there. And he told me he didn't care that we were bisexual, even though, like, it would be cool to see you guys make out sometime. But. Oh, God. Trin. I know. So for that situation, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I just quit, straight up quit my job, which is not an, uh, an option for many people. Right. Um, but there are different paths to take. And, we, and the reason why this is so hard is because. Your boss is in a certain position of power over you. Your coworkers are in, a, are in a certain position of power over you simply because you have to deal with them every day. Because they can influence your work environment. Right. Or how comfortable you feel at work. Or they know your boss. Like that situation, it's, it's unfair. So when it comes to a working situation, it's one of those you have to decide what's worth it for you. So if it's worth it for you to sit down your coworker and just be like, hey, like, I understand you had good intentions. However, the thing you said was sexist. That can be a good conversation if you know and like that coworker. Or it can be you work in a company of 1,000 people and you don't want to deal with this person and so you just kind of stay away from them. Or it's go to your human resources department. This is something that is worth 
talking to HR over. I feel like people think that they have to wait for a giant flare-up or somebody like... To grab your ass before they talk to HR. Exactly. You don't need to do that. This is part of the culture. Uh, And an HR professional would want to know, oh, hey, maybe we should do some kind of training for people. We live in a world where shitty behavior is not always punished. Sometimes shitty behavior makes you president of the United States of America. But that doesn't make it not shitty. And that doesn't make this person not wrong. And it doesn't make you have to accept it. Right. We don't want to say, oh, forget about it. But you can if you want to. You can always just walk away from the situation if you want to. You can work on it with them if you want to put in that effort. You can call them out on it and just be like, you might want to just educate yourself on this shit and walk away. There are so many ways to go about this, and there's no one way for every situation, which is why we're talking about it in so many different situations. Right. And I like adding that you can change your mind. You can. There's no binding contract to any one friend or any one issue that you have to lay down your energy and effort for. You can start to get into it with someone and be like, you know what? Fuck this. Right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're cool. And then two days later, just be like, mm. you know what? I, I slept on it and I realized you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I realized you are a bad. <laughs> Let's talk about that conversation. Like what the language, what it would sound like, some possibilities. Only say what you're comfortable with and only say the things that you feel like you would stand behind. If you want to start with, I get you're trying to say a nice thing. You can. Or you can say, that thing you just said was shitty. Yeah, you can you can give people an out if you think it will serve you. I'm sure you didn't mean to sound so hurtful. Or I'm sure you didn't mean to make such a harmful comment. You can, if you would like, it is a tactic to like give them give them a way to step away from the shitty thing they said. Add some breathing room if you want. I'm so glad that you think my relationship is healthy. However, <laughs> that's some awesome passive aggressive bullshit, Trin. I'm so glad you think my relationship is healthy for a bisexual person. Wow. When I had the conversation, I definitely just swept it under the rug because I was like, I don't want to have this fight right now. But if I were to go back in time and, and have this conversation again, this is what I would have said. Uh, so, Jen, can you say the, the thing? Ugh, only if you tell me who it was. No, I won't. I'm just kidding. I I'm was just... like, maybe I will. No. Okay, I mean, I if won't... you want to. Maybe off the air. Okay. You know, for a bisexual person, your relationships seem pretty healthy. Thank you. I put a lot of work into my relationships, and I, I, I care about having healthy relationships, and that's kind of like how I do things. But my bisexuality doesn't affect my relationships. Uh, I know that there's like this this thing that like, oh, bisexuals will sleep with anybody and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know me. Like, you know who I am. Like, do you see me that way? You see me just as a person who loves somebody else, and that's who I am. Wow. I said something crappy, didn't I? Yeah, you sure did, man. But that's okay, because I know you, and I know you wouldn't want to say something shitty like that. So you probably picked up this information from, like, the media and garbage, so, like, just do better in the future. Thanks, Trin. Anytime. Will you educate me more on what it's like to be bisexual? I will never do this. (laughs) But, yeah, so, like, that... Went about as good as it could possibly go, like that that pretend interaction. But you could notice how I didn't say, you're biphobic. Something that the incredible YouTuber uh, Jay Smooth taught me is telling somebody you're racist never really goes over well. But telling somebody, man, you said something that sure sounds racist, or that thing you said, ooh, ouch, a little bit racist. Hone in on the thing they said rather than who they are. 
And in that conversation, I explained why that sucks. Here's how I feel about this. And I did not say, oh, it's cool, man. I love that you weren't like, hey, forget about it. Or it's fine because it's not. It's not fine. It's not. But you can move on Mm -hmm. and you can do better. Yes. And it's not like you were ready to end the friendship. Because they listened, me, they being me in this hypothetical situation. That said, you could also just be fucking done. Yeah. Oh, can you give me one of them uh, from the, and then I'll, I'll do a, a one of those. All right. Well, let's see. I'm sorry that you're always the bad guy. I'm a real dongus. Okay. You're cool like a guy, but cute like a girl. Wow. That's really fucked up that you think that women can't be cool and dudes can't be cute. Guys are just like more laid back though. Uh, have you considered going to fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so that is something that I would say to somebody I'll never see. You get again. all the cool lines in this episode. I do. Do you want to do one at me? Do one at me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, which I fucking do. I bet people are reading her paper because she's so hot. Like, I mean, she's so hot. I can't believe she's an actual scientist. Wow. You know that like shitty sexist thing you just said? What? Shove it up your asshole. <laughs> That felt good. Yeah. So, th- so those these things feel good, but in very few situations would we actually advocate for you doing them? Um, when you like when somebody's talking to you in a bar and you don't want to deal with them again, and you feel very safe and you feel okay with if the you're surrounded by your your friends, crew. right? Yeah, who would all be like, "Woo!" Right. Get it. Get it. But like those are really examples of what not to do because what we don't want is for you to go into these conversations and if have negative consequences for saying what is actually correct this is all to serve you by the way that's not to protect the other person right you don't need to protect their feelings but you should protect yourself from shitty consequences right which could be physical harm feeling unsafe losing your job etc etc you know this already you have to choose whether or not you want to forgive or educate this person. And you are not the cause of the awkward or the harm or the hurt. I think specifically and strategically saying, hey, right now I'm switching the onus to you uh, rather than me being like you said this is very helpful, uh, especially if there's other people in the conversation, because then they can echo the, oh, that thing was wrong. I like putting the homework on them. Yeah. You're not going to be like, hey, in the future, I'll try and be less sensitive. Nope. Right. You're going to still keep being you and be a member of your marginalized community proudly. And they are going to learn to be better. And if they say, oh, you're being so sensitive. All the time. Get a thicker skin. The world is problematic. you got to deal with it. This is simply the way that I'm asking you person to person to interact with me. And if you don't change that, I don't know what to tell you, but we can't be friends. I'm not going to interact with you then. Right. Yeah. Like, And you can shorten that to even like... I think this is a small thing that I'm asking of you is to not say these things. And I think this is a small thing of me to ask you to educate yourself on this situation. I live it every day. I don't want to rearrange anything about my personal point of view to make you feel more comfortable in this world. That's pretty dumb. I'm going to continue to disrespect you. That's what you hear, right? And you can say that, too. If you really just want to keep disrespecting me... I guess that says something about you. Uh, Well, I learned a lot today about you. (laughs) (laughs) It's been real educational for you and for me. There's this quote, Jen, that you say every now and again that I love, which is um, when people tell you what they are, believe them. God, yeah. I've had a couple of those moments in my life. Mm -hmm. And I look back on them and I'm like, that was the moment I learned who they were. Right. And you can learn in this situation who is willing to grow and do the work and continue to be in your life. And who doesn't care about individual people's feelings enough to change one of the words that they say? Can you imagine being that person? 
No. Can you imagine being like, uh, oh, buddy? I can't imagine being a partner to that person or anything. Right. So I feel like putting it in the terms of here's the hurt, here's why it hurt, here's the tiny thing I'm asking you to do, and laying it out as, do you even understand how reasonable I'm being with you right now? Because it is reasonable. Right. I have a question. Yes. And it has no answer. Just discussion question for the class here. What if when you say like, hey, that thing you said was not cool, it was hurtful to me, and here's why. And this is the first time in their life this other person is told to like examine how they talk Mm -hmm. or to look at their language and realize it's offensive. And they just blow their mind. What then? (laughs) Well, um, I guess it depends on like what kind of reaction they have because so here's the thing they believe in an unreasonable thing and sometimes it's really hard to reason with somebody who reached their conclusions without using reason does that make any sense i think you can't logic somebody out of an opinion that they didn't logic themselves into so it is pretty illogical to think that a bisexual person can't have healthy relationships and that that's weird you did not use logic to get there so i can't logic you out of there (laughs) I can only appeal to your feelings and say, hey, but you know me like you've known me forever and have always been this way. And like you you get that right. Yeah. So that's an appeal to feelings because feelings is typically how people reach shitty conclusions. That's true, because they have no logic or data or scientists telling them that bisexuals have unhealthy relationships. They have only crappy opinions telling them that. They didn't, like, doot, doot, doot up on their Google Glass to be like, actually, I have found that bisexuals tend to be very promiscuous. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? You don't even know who's bisexual, by the way. You have no idea. You have no idea. Anyway. I hope that answers the, that general question, Jen, is that people will have their minds blown when they have unreasonable opinions. And you can be like, let me tell you, let me bring you back to Jesus real yeah. quick. Come here. Come hold my hand. Let's talk to Jesus. It is wild when you meet people like that who are, I would say, fully formed adults. Oh, yeah. Who have lived in the world, who have walked this earth for a couple or couple centuries and are, have never once examined their behavior or how it affects other people, or the space they take up, and how it might be harmful. And that's a really good reminder that this will happen to everybody. There is no way that you, Asker, have not done a microaggression at somebody. No matter what marginalized community you belong to, you don't belong to all of them, and your perspective will grow over time, and will change, and your education will be shaped by the people around you. Um, so saying that, I'm not saying forgive everybody for being shitty or assume good intentions in people because you simply don't have to do that. And you don't have to put yourself in a position to be hurt twice by somebody. Um, however, always approach this with the knowledge of I can forgive this person if they are willing to learn in the way that I, too, have learned about other communities. In the way that I am aware of how my actions affect others, I will befriend people that also at least do that courtesy. Right. I think that's fair. That's oh, a yeah. pretty reasonable ask of your friends. Exactly. I mean, like, here's the fact, man. I know I've said shitty white people things over my life. Yeah. Like, I know that. We both have on this podcast, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, like, that is that is the the nature of life, is fucking up all of the time. I mean, we've definitely said shitty American things. Oh, yeah. Like, assuming that everybody's American. Yeah. But it is our ability and willingness to learn that gives me hope for myself and for all lame white people. <laughs> all mayonnaise folks all, out all there. All you mayonnaise folks out there, we got some work to do. Hey, all Mar- Miracle Whip dollops.
This is Tringy on WKQZ Country Music 101. And if you are a little Miracle Whip dollop out in the country, why don't you turn up this jam? It's for you. It's called uh, Truck Yeah. All you little vanilla ice cream cones out there, turn up the volume on this episode. (laughs) It's really, really fucking funny. Okay, but here's what I just thought of. What? Dumbledore says it's not always your actions, it's your choices. Yeah. Like, you are going to fuck up, but how you choose to handle that fuck up is how who you really are. Right. Like, if you choose to be extremely mad about somebody saying, hey, could you change this thing that you said? Can you do better in the future? Then that's a choice. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like a choice when you're the person getting angry. It feels like you're so overwhelmed with those hot, angry feelings that like you're just like burning up inside because someone told you they didn't like what you said. And, oh, that sucks. Nobody likes being wrong. No one likes being wrong or being told they're wrong. You can cool off, and you can think about what your friend said, and you can revisit the conversation if they allow you to. Right. And say, I am sorry. I did fuck up there. I got angry, and I shouldn't have. Jen, I really love that you're bringing up the other perspective of uh, how you might feel if you are, quote unquote, called out or whatever. Yeah, because call every- out behavior. Put them on blast. You, you, I mean, you know, it's, it's just a matter of time before I am dragged on yeah. the internet. You know, <laughs> like I'm always like, okay, is it the day? Is today, is today the day? Am I going to get dragged? dragged? <laughs> but, uh, but we are reiterating the fact that like, this will happen to everybody. Mm-hmm. You do get to choose how you react. You can have that irrational response and then sleep on it and in the morning feel shitty and embarrassed and say you're sorry. Right. It's cool to say you're sorry. Right. Sometimes it's not cool because you're just bringing up a past hurt that doesn't really mean anything to people anymore. But if you want to apologize to somebody about your shitty attitudes, like, do it. It's 2017. Donald Trump is our president. <laughs> apologize for the shitty things you said. It can probably put good back into the world. Yeah. Any forgiveness you want to do, any apologies you want to do, any educating of your friends you want to do, man, you're a hero. But we're also not telling the asker to accept every apology here. Oh, God, no. That's a burden. That's work. That's the worst thing ever. Yeah, we would never give that advice. But we are telling people who mess up, consider apologizing. (laughs) Groundbreaking advice from Judd and Trin. Consider apologizing when you fuck up. Something that I read, uh, so there's this C.S. Lewis book, Mere Christianity, that I read when I had a a Christian phase in high school. Like your bisexuality phase? Just like my bisexuality phase, which I'm still waiting for to be over, to be honest. Any second now. It's very frustrating. Keep us posted. I will. Thank you. Um, I'd say I'm about a 8 out of 10 bi. I've brought it down about 20%. So in the C.S. Lewis book, he talks at length about forgiveness um, and that forgiving only means that this person doesn't owe you anything anymore. So if you forgive somebody, if somebody apologizes to you for saying something shitty, that doesn't mean, okay, now you're back in my life at full capacity right away. It can mean, I forgive you, you no longer owe me anything, but I don't have to put you in the position to hurt me again. Doesn't mean you're back in my life. Doesn't mean we're friends. Doesn't mean everything's cool. It could just mean that door is closed on the apology. Right. So uh, if you're in the position to forgive somebody, um, I would only encourage you to forgive them in that it can feel good to tie off the knot. But it doesn't mean that they are suddenly all good in your books now. Yeah. You can forgive and then still not talk to that person ever Ever again. again. (laughs) Oh, man. There's so much in this episode. And I'm sure we missed plenty uh, because this is a really big topic and a really big discussion. We're talking about irrational opinions that people gathered from the freaking media. We're talking about forgiveness. We're talking about intention. We're talking about effects. This topic is enormous. 
And like I said, I'm sure we missed some things. But what we want you to carry home with you is that you are not doing a bad thing by being hurt by microaggressions. And you are not doing the wrong thing by asking somebody to apologize. They are doing the wrong thing and putting you in the shitty situation. Um, so please don't own whatever awkwardness happens in that situation. I want to talk a little bit more about what the language, some language tools you can put in your little tool belt as you deal with tools, incidentally. <laughs> like some things you can say, because in my experience, uh, which is a limited experience, I'm first to admit, when you say things like you're sexist or that was sexist or that comment you said, woof, it's a little racist. Some people don't hear those words. They hear the word sexist and they're like, I'm not sexist. How could I be sexist? I don't hate women. As if, you know, anyone wakes up in the morning and decides I'm going to hate women today. Like, that's how sexism works. <laughs> it's women hating Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> On Wednesdays, we hate women. <laughs> how could I be sexist? I hired a team of those broads, of oh, those hot babes. God. Like, everyone will find a reason to defend themselves here. But it's how you choose to react that really matters. It's like your next thought is the one that matters. Like, you might have a little defense, that, like, little defensive flag that rises up in the back of your head when you're called out. But then what is, what is it you say? What do you do? How do you accept that you've been told that you messed up? That oh. is what matters. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that toolbox for the tools? Yeah. So if you're a tool sitting in your toolbox and you said that shitty thing, which, again, this will apply to every living human being. Uh, what I would say if I were in that situation was, holy shit, I'm sorry. That's the first thing I would say. But you're an exceptional person. Well, holy shit, I'm sorry should be in everybody's toolbox for life, I feel like. I hope so. But Put it in your toolbox. <laughs> but if, if I reacted, let's say we're talking about 24-year-old me. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, who, like, yeah, did yeah. Not, who this did is... not exist on Tumblr and Twitter and was much less like educated in the ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if, if I reacted really poorly and was like, I'm not a sexist, and then uh, it was explained to me like, yes, you are being a sexist. Then I would say, holy shit, I'm sorry. But I would also say, like, man, that's not me. And I want to go home and make sure that's not me anymore. Yeah. It would stay with you. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what everybody wants? Is to not have those shitty things part of themselves? I don't know if many people realize that being, that holding these shitty beliefs is like bullying. Yeah. You know, the word bully, the thing we've been taught since like kindergarten, you shouldn't be a bully. Yeah. That's what it is. It's bullying. It's putting people down it's like denying their identity yeah denying their their reality as a person when somebody says you did this shitty thing and they're like no i did not then you are d having an argument over somebody's feelings which you can't debate someone's feelings right and if you are in the position of somebody saying like i didn't hurt your feelings you're choosing to be offended you can say you don't actually get to decide what offends people who are like me yeah you don't get to sorry i'm taking your microphone away <laughs> yeah now leave what about the phrase, sorry if I offended you? Sorry if. If I offended you. Yeah. Well, you can say, well, there's no if you offended me. Yeah. I think that's good. You did indeed offend yeah, me. I'm trying to think of all the like crappy apologies. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, this is great. Because apologizing is kind of a skill. It is. And if you've never done it, <laughs> you should have at least one point. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Maybe you grew up in a situation where apologizing was just not a part of the vocabulary. It was just not a thing that anyone ever did to one another. Mm -hmm. 
but then you grow up a little bit and you're like oh you can't exist in this world by being by thinking you're right all the time or you can't make friends without being willing to apologize for when you mess up it's extremely true so i don't think sorry if like your apology shouldn't hinge on a conditional right it should just be sincere sorry if i offended you means that this the offense occurred in your mind not mine (laughs) right so i did not say something offensive you were simply offended by the thing that i said does that make sense (laughs) Like the like you at you tacked on the oh this is shitty when you heard it man so I think that the response to sorry if I offended you is you offended me when you spoke now you're offending me again yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to learn how to apologize that's the other thing your friends got to learn how to apologize and I feel like this is also uh, an argument for safe spaces which I know it's like oh you little liberal snowflake you need your safe spaces. But, like, the fact of the matter is, like, if I talk to my women friends, they're not going to fuck up and say something internally misogynist, usually, because they're women. Right. And they're women who aren't teenagers. Yeah. Because I was, you know, pretty sexist when I was 15. I feel like everybody was a teenage sexist. For real. I mean, who wasn't? Who? I mean, I loved being part of the guys. And now, like, all my friends are women. And I I bring up this... this, uh, article that Jen Frank. Oh, it's wrote. the best article. It's like something like um, I was a teenage sexist. I think. Yeah, that's what it's called. Incredible, I, incredible reading. I would, I would definitely read about it. Um, man, no matter what we say, it will not stop happening. And no matter what we tell you and how to deal with this situation, we will never be able to tell you something to say that won't get that other person all riled up. Right. Like it's just, I mean, that's just the way of the world. These so, words don't exist. They don't exist. Uh, So moving forward with your life of knowing that you are not wrong and also having a squad that agrees with you is really important. You need your squad. So many of my friends are in private Slack groups at their jobs with just the women who work there. Yeah. I mean, at cards, this is a thing. But like every woman I know who uses like a chat room service at their job has one because they're needed. We have a people of color Slack chat too. Yeah, good. Yeah. Can you invite me? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, God. I hope that the people who are listening to this who do not feel like they are part of a marginalized group can understand how this ties into closed off private spaces because sometimes you just need to recover. Yeah. Yeah. You want to like, I belong to a couple Facebook groups and Slack groups that are like literally titled. This is not feminism one-on-one. Right. We're not here to educate anybody because we all are doing that all day long. This is when we can vent without anyone talking us out of our feelings. And I would suggest that to the asker that um, especially if you don't have a real life crew of people to talk to, there are Facebook groups and and Twitter crews and and Tumblr bits and stuff um, that's like this is not uh, white privilege 101 space. Like this is we are here and we are all on the same page and we understand these things and we will never have to explain shit to anybody. Right. Find your online people, especially if you can't find them in real life, because that's going to make you feel more fortified when you go into these shitty conversations that will definitely happen to everybody for the rest of their lives. Sorry. (laughs) Bleak outlook, but it's true. But when you have your friends behind you, man, it helps. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like these shitty conversations, we hope that they don't take hours and hours and hours out of your day. The rest of life can be beautiful, though. 
Yeah. That's why we have friends is because when people who suck get us down, we've got we've got our buddies. So all in all, this is kind of an uh, I'm advocating to to make some friends because that's that's what makes dealing with this garbage worth doing. This is why we do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> because to deal with the unfairness and fucked up parts of life, then you go to your friends yeah. who don't make you defend your identity or your existence or your feelings. They just accept you. Yeah. Existing can be hard sometimes. Existing could often feel like you're surviving. You're, yeah. su- you're trying to survive. So what you do is you bump up that Destiny's Child Jam survivor and you remind yourself... That you've got your, uh, what the hell were the other two women's names? Kelly, you got a Kelly and uh, let's say her name is Sharice. Uh, You've got a Kelly and Sharice on your back, by by your side, and and you will survive. And the rest of your life, you can make that worth living. Uh, You can do it, and it's going to be awesome. Was that shitty? How did no, I do? I was great. That was good? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So you're a survivor. And if you'd like to ask us questions, go to do. <laughs> the easy part of this job, which is just dancing. She's just dancing. Yeah, and she's on a microphone. <laughs> Fuck. No, that's fine. Up. Keep okay. going. I've got the easy part of the job, which is just dancing while Trin talks. And, uh, oh, God, she fucked me up because I was going to say, if you'd like to ask a question, you can go to ask.fm. Ask.fm slash do friendship. She's mouthing the words now and like really getting down and it's very distracting. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at do friendship. Uh, this Saturday, it's very, very fun day. We will be at the tack room at Talia Hall doing this show live. Uh, thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship.